0: Love of my life, and we be carrying again. Traders of love into
1: love of my life, life. love of my life. And Hello, and welcome to the Gladcast—shit to be glad about. Um, I'm sitting here, glad to be here, in in deep ways and and kind of habit-forming ways. I love the dare that. Uh, we put on the table for ourselves to do a podcast today through this experience. Um, so that's growing me and it's also giving me a lot of uh, joy returns because I'm focusing more and more often on the stuff that is wonderful and extraordinary and I'm bringing more of that stuff to me. Who am I? I am Natalie Marie and this is my wonderful best friend and co-host. Hannah Lee Bibiji
0: my new last name
1: wait what is your last name bbz bbg bbg i don't know who this person is my my best friend has a different last name but this is a new person who's doing a podcast <laughs> with me what a surprise wow peekaboo, <laughs> peek-a-boo! <laughs> who the fuck are you um man i like screaming screaming is my favorite I like screaming until Mm -hmm. I rip my voice out and then I can't eat for two days. That's that's less less liking. Um, (laughs) So uh, a lot of listeners I I know know a little bit about my mine and Hannah's background in poetry. Um, I was talking to a friend the other day and I was writing a a, I was talking sort of a list of things that Corona was inspiring me to want more of. And the one I didn't put on the list was poetry. I miss, I'm not writing the poems and I'm so excited to have that like desire, like, like volcanic in me. And when I was in college and I was taking like my, like not graduate school, but like the first college and I took um, poetry, this teacher, the first professor I ever had in poetry was like, okay, we're not going to talk about other poets. We're not going to read anything. Here's your notebook. Here's a pen. Go outside and find where poetry is for you. And it was one Mm. of the most Awaking and beautiful days. Right? You feel that? Yeah. Yeah. So that's What we're going to play. We're going to do A Mm -hmm. rampage of appreciation For where poetry is for us Now. Here and now. And And our dare very much So is after you listen to this Go right out into your day And look at where it is for you And um, we'd love To hear. We have a form for you to fill Out on the website and there's You can tell us in reviews on iTunes. You can, you probably have our number. There aren't that many listeners. You're probably all our best friends. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, just call us, walk over and tell us in the window. You probably live near us. Anyway, that's poetry. I like that feeling. I like the feeling of, um when someone is close enough to kind of interrupt my private space and and bring me a gift or interrupt me and and woo me or tell me a joke or just say hi that sort of like living in Mr. Rogers neighborhood feel is very dreamy for me.
0: Mhm. All right, home girl, you ready to take it? I am. Um I'm excited to start with I for indoors because um you were saying like kind of in the poetry class you went outside to like find the alive poems Mm -hmm. and i've been recording a lot of these outdoors but today i i lost this piece of my equipment that allows me to be recording outside with the phone so now i'm i'm inside and there's just so many so many poems in my Mm. room where i'm recording um i just Mm -hmm. wow I love yeah, and, I love the poem that is like the the second skin that is a house or maybe it's like ooh, the second skin is our membrane. clothing and the third skin is like the things and objects that we surround mm-hmm. ourselves with. Mm.
1: I love that I was just thinking about um forts. Are, you know are one of my favorite things in the whole world, a temporary fort where you get to just be secretive and and Scoobly and wonderful and I was just thinking, you know, If everyone built a fort right now, if everyone just found a little corner of their existence to make a twinkly little magical feeling space for them to just be, it just gave me this wonderful feeling. And it felt like I wanted, I I actually was thinking I want to make a fort and just leave a blank notebook and just write poems in my little twinkly fort. And it just, I just got me so excited. So yeah, and I love that sense of a third skin. That's a beautiful and kind of Hannibal Lecter-ish, but, like, in a fun way. I mean, a lot of your metaphors run towards, like, positive Hannibal Lecter, so I, I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Nat. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I There's a lot of poetry for me right now in, in the jokes, um, in having a kind of higher-level uh, audacity and command and playfulness and and there's just a deeper confidence in my joking with people and I can kind of feel when it's time to be dominatrix hard and when it's time to just like kind of curl over someone like a like a like dolly's soft time watches over someone and and la- get them soft and laughing and and I'm really loving the way it like it has this inadvertent effervescence quality happen in me while I'm doing it and I don't I don't always make those correlations but I'll just come downstairs grinning like a fool and and then suddenly I just the next piece that I need to write is happening or I'm saying clear true things in in something in some way and I'm like oh wow so I'm I'm really loving a fuller awareness of my joke life and of being a jokey fucking ding dong in the world and but how how anchoring that is to my spiritual existence into my to my out to my my depth of being a merged being I find it's beautiful that it's no longer arbitrary or kind of like I could joke or I could just be serious about everything and I can't stay awake when I'm serious about everything I start to get problematic pretty quick so I just love seeing jokes in a new poetic light
0: Mm. I also love how joking it asks your mind to kind of access the poet skills of kind of making kind of sideways uh References or drawing links between unexpected things um, totally they 're pretty closely related
1: yeah they 're just like uh higher tempo poems or improv poems in a way, but yeah mm-hmm. you 're definitely weaving threads. From storylines and myths and and using them. Like, I mean, a great joke to me is is as exquisite as as a beautiful poem. And and it's really cool. Yeah, I've never really seen that correlation where, like, they're kind of the same thing, but, like, different, like, one's, like, a flaming gay man performing. And one's, like, a quiet little softy woman whispering to the trees or the wind. They have, like, different tones, but they're they're the same kind of uh, practice. I love that.
0: Yeah, they're, like, siblings in a mystical family.
1: Yeah, like us.
0: Mhm. Like all of us. <laughs> yeah, the big whole family world. Um, for Kay, I am thinking about this beautiful translation. Um, I don't know the actual word, but in Hebrew, um, the way they talk about the shore of the ocean is that it's it's the kiss of the sea. And it's, mm. oh, or maybe it's the lip, it's either the lip or the kiss, but I just thought, wow, what a, what a poem to, to describe mm. it that way. And to, mm. it just, mm. I love how sensual it makes that, mm-hmm. that touch. And um, mm-hmm. it's like a, like a verb and makes you feel how soft it is. And um, I feel like this time right now helps me feel really into kind of I feel like there's some next things for me and I'm it's kind of like I'm on the shore and these things are like washing up from the ocean and and I feel right. the kiss of them.
1: Yeah, you're standing right on the kip. Yeah. Oh I love that. I also love this kind of concept of those waves are like the um the smile, like this long undulating smile that the sea is giving us um Mm. or giving its own its own beautiful sea life uh
0: i love that feeling that's great yeah and the the frothy waves are just like laughter
1: dude this is how shit gets wrong in my head though like i have so many friends who are poets and deep deep talkers and they'll they'll give me a word for the first time and they'll just but fuck it with joy, like you just did, goes so deep in and I hear it and I my mind's like, Yep, that's super true. God, that's and then later they'll be like, Yeah, it's definitely not Kip, it's it's zip and I'll be like, Nope. Oh shit and then it never fixes itself. It's always like bombastic. I don't I think it means something very different no matter how many times people have redefined it for me. It went in during this magical night with a fucking flamenco dancer in Spain who barely spoke the language but said bombastic over and over again in this particular way. And that's what my mind believes to be true. Yeah, thank you for that. I really appreciate think Fuck with my head more with your poems. I love it. It's making, it's making sure. it very interesting. Yeah, right? Um, I really like uh, lies, dishonesties, untruths are really full of poetry are leading me into this really poetic place um i'm i'm really seeing the ways in which i'm unwilling to be honest with the world about something about myself is the place where the poem begins because the next Mm. line wants me to say something true and that's how a poem begins you say something audacious something something that maybe has never been said in that true way before and the lie and when I see myself wanting to lie or covering up something or or partializing some truth it's like oh this is the place that needs poetic attention the most it doesn't need self-rejection it doesn't need to be covered up right now but it wants careful careful close in listening and a beautiful poetic attention to it and so for me lies are kind of where where the poems are, are are uh breeding blooming up kind of and and you know seeing it that way sounds really nice when I catch myself wanting to lie I feel pretty bad about myself for a hot second but then this sort of creative awareness of it is really helpful
0: Mm, I love how how forgiving that is to yourself and also it it gives you a next step rather than like oh well I I feel like a liar I'm gonna (laughs) slink into shame and being like well Could do that or the next step could be turning it into a poem.
1: Yeah, right. Or what maybe listen like, you know how Hannah or listeners, many of your poets, you you know how to listen for like, oh, you know, that pressure that happens. Mm -hmm. It's like a pressure on the inner membrane where you're like, oh, I'm gonna throw up if I don't write a poem, it's gonna kill Mm -hmm. me, you know, like, or other creatives, a painting when that sort of inspiration, I believe that a lie is a way of responding poorly to that innate pressure that if, if you give it a different quality of attention, you can receive it and not. So, yeah. So, so the reframe would be like, Oh, okay. I was unwilling to like receive that with poetic attention, but I wonder what it might feel like if next time I could. And it just starts to open a possibility. I was, having,
0: um, I was having a conversation with my daughter about how she's been really into kind of saying untrue things. And then mm-hmm. later being like, Oh, I, just kidding, you know, it was a joke and I kind of explained to her that like it is, it is a lie up until the point where you like reveal it and so if you don't reveal it then it remains a lie but once you like can tell someone then it can be a joke. Right. Um, and so it's kind of like once you once you dive into it then the lie can become a poem.
1: Yeah, but all deliberate creators struggle with that that's you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like we all you know because there's this thing where what you give your attention to you get more of and if you just tell the story straight the way it is you're just reactivating it so I totally like I get Emma and that oh I love that that's an even like more loving reframe on when you find yourself wanting to color something or shift something or hide something you know you can kind of peer and be like oh what what version of this do I wish was true? Maybe the poem is to be mm-hmm. fanciful. Can I get in my hot balloon of dreaming about this? Um, mm-hmm. Different ways to kind of take off from that that isn't shame. Like never not shame. Like uh, the shame is the is the knot that is the down the rabbit hole. You know, you won't know yourself and you'll have to do this again. It'll come, you know, the same opportunity will come again. hmm Yes, it will. Mm-hmm. Um. (laughs) (laughs) deeply felt deeply fucking felt
0: (laughs) it will yep been there (laughs) there it is oh different
1: face same fucking thing god damn it I didn't clean it up ah
0: Um, for M, I I was telling you about this recently Natalie but I want to share it with the listeners just because it feels like such a one of those moments where you see an instance of life Story be time, listeners. Pull up your hot cocoa. <laughs> um, my mom passed about six years ago, and for a couple of years, her ashes were just in, like, a plastic bag in my dad's garage, <laughs> and nobody felt good about that. But we were waiting until the whole, all the siblings and my dad could come together to release them into the world in some way that felt good to all of us um and and right after she passed I remember feeling like her spirit had rejoined all of spirit and that she was everywhere and whenever I remembered I could talk to her and access Mm. her spirit um and then there's a really beautiful thing a couple years after she passed we went to the beach and we had a beautiful ceremony and we released the ashes into the ocean. And as that happened, as I was releasing them into the water and then walking back up onto the shore, I felt, I felt that her body had joined the yeah. earth body and the way that I had felt like her spirit had become mm. everywhere. I felt that her body had become Mm. just synonymous it was the same as like the mother earth body Mm -hmm. and so whenever I remember you know I can sometimes long for she had such a big beautiful soft bosom and was so great to snuggle into Mm. and sometimes I'll miss that and then I'll remember that she's everywhere and I can I can lay down Mm -hmm. on anything and it's it's Mm -hmm. her
1: and I love that you're getting a big soft bosom
0: I am. My bosies are growing daily, y'all. <laughs> You're
1: becoming like the epic huggable woman. That what a fucking sell. Celib- like, good job. Good job on that. Thanks. Thank
0: you. I feel like I'm having like a second puberty right now. It's really fun. Yeah, like your
1: boobs just came in in really slow increments.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was like phase one, like the foundation laying that lasted for like the- ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly nips. Yeah
1: yeah that's sweet but then you but i also like that's one version but then like francesca like has been in a family of women who have a lot of junk in the trunk and you know in a culture that likes that shape of a butt we've gotten a lot of positive attention for our buns and she's kind of felt left out when she was a young teenager and she had these little what she described as meatball buns and so she started like (laughs) saying i've got a big butt i've got now she's like a model with a big fat ass and she loves it and Mm -hmm. i feel like she just made her ass bigger with her mind like i don't feel like i think she did and i think that you also were like you're always snuggling up on the ladies and being like i love your buzzies i want bigger buzzies and i think you just did it with your mind like you ponyoed your fucking tits bigger so i'm really complimenting i really i know you made yourself have magic big boobs good job Mm -hmm. fucking manifestation i love that because a lot of people are really stuck they think they their body doesn't conform to their thoughts when it's just absolutely untrue our expectations just because we've had that expectation um
0: yeah can you can you tell the story of how you you changed that with your knees with that beautiful metaphor oh yeah
1: totally um my family has a history of like having shit, shit knees and my mom's had like surgeries and everyone's like, yeah, by the time you turn thirty, toe, your knees are going to fall out and you're just going to like crumbles, like all oh, dusty crumbles. You won't be able to move and I was like, whoa, and just like listening and be like, whoa, and I was a runner at the time and then I started to like hurt, of course, because I was just thinking about it and activating it and I was hurt, hurt, hurt and I was a distance runner and i would be like, oh my God, my running career is almost done. I was like late 20s. I was like, I'm done. I'm washed out. I've just got grumbles, and um, and then I was in a bar and I saw the late the great Kobe Bryant doing this amazing jump. And when I watched him land, I was like, motherfucker, those knees are solid. He doesn't have crumbles. He has like bionic knees. And so I started, you know, I was just really new into Abraham at the time, new into deliberate creation. And I started like, as I was out walking, I would pick one knee that maybe didn't hurt. And I'd be like, oh, it's happening. I'm getting Kobe Bryant knees. And I would just kind of nurture that attention. And every time I felt, uh, um, feeling a twinge to the opposite I would just like get vague about it and not give it any attention and then I've I've started to like one day I woke up and I went for a run or whatever and I was like oh my god it happened um I got put Kobe Bryant knees and then I started to feel a light twinge of pain I just stopped and I was like oh no it happened but it's happening slowly and I just like totally nurtured that belief and then a couple months later I forgot about it I had I have had perfect knees I'm I'm in my 40s now, I run, I dance, I party, hard. like I do whatever I want. I have like amazing joints and incredible body all the time. And it's just because I learned how to kind of change, like how fluid our body response is to our stories we're telling about it. So I have like a famous Kobe Bryant knees, everyone. I want you to know that. So and it looks like that was Pretty. our last story. And it's time for us to sing a song. This is a song that um, Hannah Lee, was it Bumberfuck? What did you say your name was? BBG. G. Bumberfuck wrote this beautiful song. Um, and I love this song within this episode because this song is uh, is an evocative siren prayer to to look for where poetry is for you. So enjoy mm. and go find where poetry is for you. I look, I look up, up at, at the, the sky and the stars, stars see me. I wonder, I wonder if they're happy just, just to be so, be so free. Ocean, ocean, ocean eyes, you are such a surprise. surprise. Mm. ATRESIAMO yeah. that was the wrong word. What was the other one? Oh Are you a